Yeah, it's only me. It's only me, Mine was off. Now it's back. Everyone's scramming. Oh, bye, guys. Well, you got to say it into the mic, so you got to come over here if you're going to say it. Because we're not having any conversations. We can't hear through the microphones, and that's real, and that's true. All right. Talk it into Gus's microphone. I already told Gus's story, but I don't think I told you yet. Um, so yesterday, right, there was a tornado. <sighs> yeah. And I didn't know that. A tornado? Yeah. Touched down off a timber. No way. Yeah. And I was driving off of 401, five minutes from timber. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm basically in the tornado. I'm driving. I can't see anything. I'm still going. Didn't manage to hit anyone. Didn't manage. You were trying. <laughs> I didn't manage to hit anybody. I but. didn't manage to hit anyone, but this is not the point of the story. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm just prefacing with the fact. I drove basically through a hurricane and tornado. Didn't hit anything. <laughs> I'm driving home, okay? And there's this, like... I'm not going to say exactly where, just for privacy purposes, <laughs> but because this is going on the internet, but there's a house um, where they have like the hedge as a fence, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. at that corner, yeah. at the gas station. They used to have a hedge? <laughs> is, well, that, is that where no, we're going? No, wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> I'm driving in two bimbos have smashed into each other the weather cleared up th- like three hours ago <laughs> they've smashed into each other both of their cars are in the bush oh my god they're both up in the hedge and it looks pretty fresh because the people were still in their cars yeah and i'm like it has been clear for three hours and you guys are still smashing into each other going into shrubbery yeah if there's any kind of weather anywhere around people are going to be crashing i don't i thought that was retarded but i also thought it was very funny because out of that is funny like i was driving a lot yesterday and of course the only time i saw a crash was not in the tornado yeah yeah that it was, was fine. when it was clear and they just were like all right it rained like three hours ago let's smash into each other oh they love to do so that. anyways they love it that's my that's my story well thank that's you for it. sharing You're we welcome. appreciate it yeah. little cameo <laughs> And now back to look guys. Look at him, no rap. Look at him, look Good times, good times. What a good little cold open we got. Little feature. Ah! This cut I got the other day won't close, and I was lifting a dumbbell at the gym. Oh, is that pretty deep? It's pretty deep. I lifted a dumbbell, and it just it was spraying yeah. all over the dumbbell and spraying all over my hand. Oh. And everyone was kind of, I was like wrapping it in paper towel and like, but I was continuing the set. Yeah. And uh, I made sure to clean it. Good. Because I good. do, in fact, have AIDS. Yeah. And you don't want to get that from that one gay try that I tried no more. Yeah. 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 The gay for a day? <laughs> gay for a day. Yeah. They tricked me with that one. They got, uh-huh. they got away with one. That was on a that Wendy's one. promotion. That yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Starbucks, the Starbucks one yeah, got free me. frosty if you participate in Gay for a Day, um, which you know it's a nice offer, but I didn't fall victim but to that one. But is AIDS worth it? Yeah, frosty. I would rather have AIDS. Frosty for an AIDS. Yeah, because because you know you got AIDS, you get you know you're disabled, so you get to like 
get the little placard and you can park anywhere you want. Well, I think, right? At the time, I did have the unlimited frosty card. Oh, so you're just going and getting unlimited gamer days? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, can I cancel out your offer and then I'll just keep coming with my frosty card? You're like, sure. Yeah. So I went out there, bought AIDS, and now I'm AIDSing all over the dumbbells. Disgusting. Well, that's crazy because you got that cut this last weekend. Yeah, this past weekend. When we weekend. went camping. Oh, you, you're stinking out ah, tonight. Ah, God, dude. Something's going on with my stomach. Yeah. Has your stomach been okay since this weekend? Yeah, yeah. My stomach's, my stomach's better. Okay. Stomach's better. Food poisoning. Yeah. It ended up being food poisoning. That's I what, know it. That's a that's a theory. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened this I last know weekend? It. I know it. All of your favorite characters from FTD went and camped. We did. <sighs> it was um Mr. Nick Jones <laughs> called us called he called me and Ron. Um, a couple weeks ago, and he was like, hey, I want to go camping, blah, 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 we should go camping, and I was thinking in my head, like, this is not going to happen unless we, like, before everybody hangs up the phone, we get, like, a date in. Otherwise, it's just going to be one of those things where, like, we're just constantly for years talking about how we're trying to plan a camping trip. So, I was like, let's all right. Cam- let's go camping. I was like, the 6th. Maybe it wasn't the 6th. Whatever it was. last This last weekend, the 9th. I was like, we'll do it that weekend. Is any everybody available? And they were all were available. So I we put it in the calendar. And then lo and behold, we come up to the ninth. You and I head out there um a little early to get a spot set up because Ron and Nick both were working on Friday and we didn't want to just go set up on Saturday because then you don't really have a whole even day in the wood. So we went out there and got a spot. It was a bad spot, I think, because I was very nervous the whole time about the spot we were in, but it was a fun <laughs> spot. It was a cool spot. <laughs> Which you had no reason to be nervous at yeah. that spot. Well, we've told this story on the podcast before about when we went camping in a picnic area. We did not know it was a picnic area. We got tickets. And so now I always think we're camping in an undesignated area, which I read all the signage a couple times. We weren't supposed to have, like, a fire or be camping where we were camping. Like, any of the signs you read said, don't be here. Who the frick cares? Well, just me, because I was nervous, but we did not get a ticket. We had a good camping trip. We got there Friday at, like, 3. We left Sunday morning. Stinks. That stinks. Hey, and, and we only saw two people. I saw two people. You yeah. saw Ooh. one. <laughs> wow, you like that smell? <laughs> you like that smell? <laughs> yes, I'm creating such foul stench. Yeah. Which people? Oh, yeah. So we saw the guy. Across the oh, river. Let me, ex- oh, oh. let me explain the campsite. <laughs> so there's this. It's You are a national forest, which is this large forest in uh, North Carolina. Right in the middle. Ooh, it smells so bad. <laughs> And we're going out here to URA to camp. We already know we're going to URA. We don't know where. You found a couple spots. You marked them out all in like all these waypoints. And then you marked those on your iPad and they didn't transfer to your phone. So we had to find a new spot on the fly. Mm -hmm. We went to this one little area 
it was like a public access and there was no water so we couldn't really like use all the water filtration stuff and actually have enough water for the time so and there's plenty of rivers there so we we're like let's just go to the river so then we find this hunting and fishing access so it's this long crazy dirt road and there's like at the head of the road there's this guy with a bunch of like confederate flags and like rusted out cars and everything he's got this like compound shady looking fellow very shady guy he did wave once he saw that we were white. I'm pretty sure that's. I I'm pretty sure that he saw we were white and then waved because yeah. he he was staring hard. He was really angry and then his face lit up just a little bit and he waved, like. But it was just his finger flicked a little bit. It wasn't like a mm, like a to, nice he wave. Tried to flick us. Yeah, and so we get past him and we go all the way down to this like hunting access. That just seems a little sketchy. Then we come back down to this fishing access, which is right on the Uare River which is a little offshoot from this big, huge river, the PD River. And we walk, we kind of like hike through all of the places where you can tell people sit and fish for a long time because they leave all their trash and mat down all the leaves. And we like cross another creek and get really far into the woods, into this place, which feels like it's so far away from the fishing access. But we walked so far that across the river, there's like a development. Or like houses. Yeah, there's like a, a road with some houses. Yeah, on it. and so they could s- definitely see our tent, our tents through the woods, and our little fire we had going. So, I mean, we didn't know what that meant necessarily. And then the four wheeler guy, we're sitting there. We got there at three. We're all <laughs> set up. We got a fire. We got our tents up. We're freaking getting them. I'm, I'm yeah. logging some wood. Yeah. Yeah. Gus freaking, is just I'm, like I'm chopping, s- like chopping crazy. wood, sawing wood. Cause that's kind of all you do is yeah. in the bush is like, just get wood, just for the get fire. wood. Yeah. And then like build stuff with the wood. Yeah. And so we're kind of sitting there and we hear this four wheeler riding around across the river. And then it starts getting closer and closer and closer. And I'm like completely like prepared for it to be the park ranger and we're getting a ticket and I'm all like, so I start like backing up, getting a little farther away from the bank of the river, c- kind of going into the woods, and, like crouch down a little bit so I can see him. And then I see him pop into the, like right up to the river bank. And I'm like, oh, what do we do? And I look over at you and you're completely prone, <laughs> hiding in the woods. And so I'm like, okay, well, I got to get behind a tree or something. <laughs> so I find the skinniest tree and I have a bright orange t-shirt on and I'm trying to hide and apparently he didn't even look over at us, so no, he didn't. As soon as uh, as soon as I saw someone that I knew we shouldn't probably be seeing anyone, mm-hmm. I had to get the frick down. Yeah, we got no down. sign of life except for our giant yellow tents. I know huge <laughs> neon tents in the woods, and uh, he never came all the way back down to the riverbank again. No, he didn't. But he was riding his four wheeler around a lot. A lot. A lot. That dude loved his four-wheeler. He was just yeah. riding at first gear. Yeah, yeah. He never got out of first gear the he whole time. Know. Yeah. And he would get on and <laughs> ride for like 20 minutes and then get off. And then every once in a while, he'd get on for another 20 minutes. It was it was crazy. Um, And then Cameron gets there. It's a little bit like, what's it, like six? So like sun is setting. He gets all his stuff set up. And then we're just waiting and kind of having some drinks and hanging out. And eventually Nick gets there at like 8 p.m. And so you tend, you're keeping like an eye on the fire. Mm-hmm. I'm goaltender. Yeah. And Cameron and I walk out to the parking lot because it's like a half mile trek through the woods. So we want to like lead Nick there. 
and we know he's getting there soon because we don't have any phone service except for like a there's like a tiny rock you could go on and get a little bit and so we just knew when he was going to get there so we just walked out there preemptively and we're waiting for a while and he's not showing up and we're like oh is he, he's probably lost and, and there's no signal in the parking lot so we can't call him or anything and then eventually he comes hauling down the dirt road and he doesn't like park he just like pulls right up next to us and he's like he rolls down his window we haven't seen him in like weeks at this point he rolls down his window first thing he says serious question do either of you guys have a fire extinguisher and we're like thinking he's joking we're like what are you even talking about it's a weird joke it doesn't even relate to anything and he's like there's a forest fire and i'm like and we could put it out with a fire extinguisher He's like, it's not that big, but it's spreading. He's like, it looked like a campfire at first, and then it started spreading. I got out of the car to check it out, and then I came down here. And I, and he's like, I tried to call 911, but there's no service. And we're like, well, let's go check it out at least. And so he's, I'm like starting to get in his car. There's no room. So we're like shoving in his car because he's got so much camping gear. And... We drive all the way down this dirt road. He's hauling. He's like, it's probably bad for my alignment, but we got to <laughs> put out this forest fire. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys have been gone for 40 minutes at this point. I'm just sitting at the fire. Yeah, yeah. And we can't tell you where we are because there's no <laughs> signal. And so you're just, we're gone. Like, we just left and we're gone. It's night. You're in the woods with the four-wheeler guy. And uh, we... I'm like, this is going to be like a tiny little fire. It's not even going to be real. It's a full-on like tiny forest fire when we get there. Right. And we hop out of the car and we like go in there and I'm like, we can probably stamp this out with our feet. And I start stomping on it and I'm coughing. It's like a lot of smoke. And I'm like, that might work, but I don't know. And then Nick's like, waves, wave down some traffic. And so Cameron waves down this guy. This guy is in this in this car with his wife. His wife is driving and she's chain smoking cigarettes. She's coughing anyway. And he gets out. He's got this like beat up army sweatshirt on and uh like a ponytail, a gray ponytail. He's got all the teeth on one half of his head and the other half is blank. He's like two face. Yeah. And he's he's like, What's going on? And we're like, There's a fire, we and we can't call anybody and so he like <laughs> And his wife drives off and goes to get the National Forest Service. (laughs) And then, so we're like stomping out the fire at this point. Nick's really all in there, like stomping it out. He's working so hard. You can't breathe in there, so you have to come out in shifts. And uh, it's like, I don't know, like a 50-foot circle. It's getting bigger, but it's not burning crazy high. It's just spreading. Mm -hmm. So we can stomp out the ring. And so we all get in there and start stomping it out. And then the army guy freaking falls immediately (laughs) right in the embers. And so I see Cameron trying to pull him up and he doesn't have like a good footing. So Cameron's kind of just dragging this guy around the woods. (laughs) (laughs) So I run over there and I just, instead of pulling him up, I pull him the opposite direction that Cameron's pulling him. So we like stretch him out so he can get up. And he got up and he's like, where's my phone? Wait, you stretched him out? What does that mean? Yeah, like Cameron's pulling him one way and I'm pretty much just pulling <laughs> his ar- the other arm the other way so that he can like get up. Because we can't pull him straight up. There's no like good footing. It was just hilarious. We were we almost like popped this guy's arms off. But we got him up. 
And then he's like, where is my phone? I can't find my phone. Has anybody seen a phone? And I'm like, I got my headlamp on. I'm like looking around. I find it. I pick it up. It was like in the fire. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, you're such a blessing. <laughs> and then he, we st- we there, could, exactly. He was like that guy. We start stomping out this fire and we get it. We stomp the whole ring out. But there's like some hot spots still, like big embers, like root tree roots and stuff like completely on fire but just not flaming and uh eventually we i tried to call 911 i like i'll be able to call 911 at any time because i've got this fancy satellite feature on my phone and it said it had satellite signal and i dial 911 nothing like there's not a single sound it's not even trying to call i had it up for a while and i just hung up because i'm like it's not working and uh Apparently, she just went up to where she knew the Forest Service, the like National Forestry, whatever it was, and s- all of a sudden, this Jetta, we're on this like back road, and this Jetta flies up with its hazards on, pulls off the side of the road, and he just like, he's like this big dude with cowboy boots that are all buckled out, and uh, he's got a walkie, big walkie-talkie on him, and he's like, he's just looking at it, and we're like... It, there's a fire, and it's probably started from this electrical box because there's like one of those internet boxes mm-hmm. on the side of the road just completely smoking and melted. And it's right at the, where the fire would have probably started. And and he's like, okay, we got some passers-by. Said that um, they stopped this fire. They got it pretty much stamped out. But uh, there is an electrical box that looks like it's melting. I don't know if that's supposed to happen. And like we're like... <laughs> We're like, what? And then the walkie-talkie's like, code 27, 64, I don't know, 24, Dennis Road. And we're like, all right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on now, but we probably can leave. And we're waiting there for a while. And, and he, he looks at us and he's like, we've been doing controlled burns over the pe- like this last week. He just pulled up in an unmarked Jetta. Mm-hmm. He's like, we've been doing controlled burns. He's like, the initial burn didn't really take. He's like, but there's been spot fires throughout the week. And he's like, I drove past this one a while ago, and it was just a little fire. And we're like, okay. And I'm like, but why is there an electrical box like that looks like it started it? And he's like, yeah, that's the weird part. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, it is the weird yeah. part. And we just stomped this thing out, and now you're telling us it was supposed to be there? He's like, yeah, I mean, I've been doing a controlled burn, so there's fire lines everywhere. It'd be fine. And we're like, okay. And uh, then the fire department shows up. That giant fire we saw when we came in? No, the, the road. The dirt road. I bet you that was a freaking fire line. Uh, where they uh where all that stuff was burnt? Where we were camping. Oh, that was a fire line. Yeah. That's what that was. <laughs> that makes sense. It all adds up. And we were on the we were on the good side of the fire line. Yeah, we were on the <laughs> far side, so we wouldn't have gotten burnt. And we had a fire where you're not supposed to have a fire, which is on the not prepared side of the fire line. <laughs> yeah. The fire line that can spread everywhere. Yeah, that can spread through the whole state of North Carolina. <laughs> but we had a man tent tending it, so it's fine. I think we're good. And uh Well no. That was a crazy trip. And then when we got back um, well, we had both brought bottles of Jim Beam, and yours was almost gone. Jimmy Beam. And you were like, we were like, did you wonder where we were? And you were like, no. And you were like sipping your Jim Beam. We are like, what's going on? 
Oh we were gone God. for like an hour, and you were like, I was starting to wonder, but <laughs> I wasn't really that concerned. No, <laughs> I like, knew I knew with Nick showing up, someone would, would go strange, or you guys would get to talking or something. Yeah. No, it was very... Oh, I just started sipping on my Jim Beam while I was sitting there, and was just thinking about stuff, tending the fire, and I guess I was sipping for too long. Yeah, you sipped for a long time, you went to bed... We woke up and you were like gone. I, we, I like watched you like walk away like a zombie in the morning, and then you were gone <laughs> for so long. And I came out there and I was yeah. like, "Are you okay?" And you're like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> but we decided you had food poisoning. I guess I think I did because I wasn't that drunk. Like when I went to bed, I got in the tent and I was like, "Okay, I'm good." And then I woke up like 40 minutes later and had a freaking yak. So I yacked outside my tent, went back to bed, got up in the morning. And I think it was just dehydration and a little bit hungover yeah. mixed together. And it was a bad freaking time for me up until probably about 3 o'clock. It, it was next awful. Day? The next day. Yeah. Yeah, it was a whole day of you pretty much being not good. And I was just trying to rehydrate, and I just couldn't. And I freaking shat my pants, like, <laughs> god dang, half a mile away. And so I had to drive to a gas station to get cleaned up because I didn't want to walk with that stuff going on. <laughs> so, yeah, and the drive to the gas station is like a bunch of hills. It was a bunch of hills, and I'm nauseous, and I'm like, Going up and down these hills. <laughs> Just, ah, ah. Fake coughing. Yeah, that's so bad. It was it was pretty awful, and I don't I don't think I've drank that much Jim Beam before, and been fine. Yeah, I know. I was I've seen you down a bottle at a party before and be fine. And wake up the next day and just be okay. And it's always been. A and I didn't even down a bottle. I I down maybe half the bottle. Yeah. And it wasn't. I don't think it was that big of a bottle. No, and we started, we did start around three. two, two thirty. Yeah, it, it was, was like yeah, two, yeah. two thirty, and you know, I was taking like swiggingtons. By the time you went to bed, it was like eleven here and there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't yeah. late or anything, so it was like, I don't know, it was like four hundred milliliters in whatever. No, it was more. No, less than that. Probably three hundred fifty milliliters of Jimmy Beam. That's like eight hours. Yeah. A yeah, that's not as much as yeah, that's not as much as I thought. Like I was, I wasn't fried. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't obliterated than a hoe. Like I remember everything. Making but. sure the whole thing records. Oh, so Last yeah, time. I just had a, I just had a very interesting time. But the, but the next day was cool. I guess. Yeah, because then I remember Cameron was playing music and Jukebox Hero came on. And you kind of like activated, it, like activated you. <laughs> You started like singing it, and you kind of started getting up a little bit, and we we're like, "Oh, it's working." Because when I was when I was eight years old, I was at my uncle's apartment in Durham, and I got super sad because of something, and I was like crying all over the place. And my uncle came up to me, and he's like, "Guys, I know exactly how to make you feel better." And I was like, "There's nothing that can make me feel better." And it was like, "Down, <laughs> I was like, "I was like, what is this?" He's like. Just listen. And it was Jukebox Hero, Foreigner. And by the end of that song, I was done crying and I was ready to go. <laughs> and so when I heard that in the woods and I was at my lowest point. It brought you back. It brought me back. 
And I could, I could, uh, and then I went back down. <laughs> you did go back down for a while. And then you just got up and started... You you got up. Like, you had been down for the count all day. And you just got up and grabbed your saw and your axe and just marched into the woods and started chopping nonstop mm-hmm. until, like, for, like, hours. And you were just better. And then you built yeah. your bow. That was kind of cool, <laughs> actually. Yeah, I built a freaking bow and arrow. Well, I, I was telling you guys that I totally betrayed myself because whenever I get a little bit drunk and I get hung over, then my MO is to to just drink as much water and hydrate myself as possible and go freaking sweat. So I'll go out and run. Yeah, yeah you I'll said go to the that before gym. on the pod. Yeah, I'll go to this freaking sauna, whatever I got to do. But... This one was a a little bit different. It just felt like so, like, it felt like the earth was, like, pulling me towards yeah. it. It was, like, so awful. But the whole morning in the afternoon, I didn't move. I was, like, I was like laying down on the ground pretty much the whole time. And then yeah, when cool. I grabbed my saw, that's when I, like, my brain clicked. And I was, like, this isn't what I do. Yeah. <laughs> what I do is saw. What I do is saw. As I saw wood. And I went and sawed wood. And I'll tell you what, about 20 or 30 minutes of sawing felt right as rain. Isn't that weird how that works? I don't get that. I know. It's just it's fantastic. I was able to eat and drink a little bit and then start making that bow and arrow, for cut myself. Yeah, it was, you were like crafting, like hardcore <laughs> crafting. Because Nick, well, first of all, I brought a bunch of paracord so we could learn some knots. Because I was like, you know, I don't know any knots. And then we didn't have a signal, so it was really hard to research knots. And then the one knot we got, like, finally downloaded a picture of a knot, we worked on it for, like, an hour and a half. And I don't know if any of us actually got the knot right. No, I was, like, in and out of sleep, and it felt like you guys were working on knots for, like, an hour and a half. It was. It was was like an hour and a half. what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, you woke up yeah. and you're like, how long have you been tying knots? We're like, <laughs> I was like dreaming about it. <laughs> just on the ground. It's so hard to tie the knot. It's it's supposed to be like all this stuff, all the description of the knots was like, this one's great because you could teach kids. Um, it's great because it can be ta- tied with one hand. <laughs> it's very simple and effective. And it's probably one of the most known knots in the world. And we're sitting there working on it for so long, and we don't get it. So freaking long. I couldn't believe everyone. I, like, open my eyes, and there's three guys on three trees tying their own piece of paracord around, and everybody's yelling at each other saying, this is the right one. No, that's the wrong one. This is the right one. No, I think I got it. I think I got it. There was (laughs) one point where the three of us were all convinced we got it, and we were tying three different knots. (laughs) So... I just am chalking that up as a as a total failure. Because yeah. <laughs> Nick was like, this is definitely it. Cameron's like, I definitely got it. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> and it was like three different knots. By the way, it's a pretty easy knot. Yeah. That knot's pretty... So I mean, at least... It's easy if you're not tying it around something, I guess. It's really easy to just tie the knot, but then once yeah. you have to add in another thing, for some reason it gets a thousand times more complicated or at least it did to us it probably doesn't to like kids and boy scouts and stuff but for us you know we're not in good not tying learning form no not at all we don't have the capacity no we don't have the memory we need to upgrade our memory i know 
Yeah, so it was a it was a good camping trip overall, though. And we woke up in the rain on Sunday and I had to pack up in the rain, which was hilarious. Yeah, which it wasn't that bad. It was supposed to rain like real, real bad, and you and me woke up to the the sprinkle. I mean, I guess Cameron did too. Yeah, but I mean, we were we were ready to rock. It was funny because because uh, uh, Cameron said that was his first time camping like really camping and nick just had like this kind of crazy assortment of stuff so it took them like twice as long to pack up their their sites mm-hmm. so we were like and nick also i don't think he woke up for a while so he's no, just he sleeping didn't. he woke up when we left because i said nick and i just all of a sudden his little like window opens up and he's like <laughs> hey yeah. and i'm like what is going on <laughs> so we get our stuff like I mean, I'm I'm kind of, I feel like I'm working against the clock there because I'm trying to get all my stuff and get out because I know the rain's going to just keep picking up and it's not going to let up all day. Mm-hmm. And we get to the truck and we're waiting in the truck and then we're waiting and then we're waiting. Finally, the boys come out of the woods. Yeah. It was 20. It was 20 solid minutes of rain. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to finally hop off the trip with <laughs> breakfast uh biscuitville biscuitville we were gonna try and find like a nice breakfast spot and they were all closed because it was sunday morning which seems kind of weird to not have breakfast on sunday morning but i guess whatever it's ura it's like the middle of nowhere Anything sort of goes in ura yeah but yeah biscuitville was real good i gotta say I guess they they serve up some mean biscuits and that was the most friendly Biscuitville I've ever been to. It, I, I've only been... That's my second Biscuitville I've ever been to. Yeah. And it was it's friendlier than the other one. Yeah. And the, this this girl who's working there comes over. She looks kind of like Steve Urkel, but girl. Oh, she's so Urkel-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Take Steve Urkel? Girl. She walked over that's to her. us. What'd she say? How did she first introduce herself? She said, "I'm." Oh, she, came, she said, "You mind if I talk to you?" She I'm took bored. our trash right first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she took did. our trash and then she came back. Yeah, and she was like, "Mind if I talk to you guys?" And we're like, "No, we don't." <laughs> she's like, she looks at Cameron's T-shirt that says NC State, and she's like, "I got accepted there," and then doesn't say anything, waiting for us to like ask follow-up questions. <laughs> we're like, "Oh." Cool. It's what Very for? Good. She's like the vet school up there. I was like, that's really impressive. She's like, I'm smart, y'all. And she makes yeah, like a crazy yeah, face. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And she kept telling us all. She's like, I I really don't work much. We're like, what? She's like, yeah, I just come out here and pretend I'm cleaning. And she does like a little cleaning hand sign signal. <laughs> We're like, oh, interesting. And then she just kept talking to us for so long. She was telling us all this crazy stuff. Yeah, and then and then the end of the conversation was just, uh, "Do you have uh, Facebook?" And yeah. Tyler's like, "I don't think so." <laughs> yeah, I messed up. He messed up so bad. And then she's like, "Instagram, Snapchat." Yeah, and I, we followed her. I got her on Instagram now. We followed her. Yeah, the other two didn't. I don't understand that. By the way, they just got. They just didn't do anything. They like pretended no. like she didn't actually say anything, and it worked for them. Well, I could just unfollow her. I know. It's just it's just being nice guys. Yeah. It's just being nice guys. It's just being nice guys. <laughs> it's just being nice guys. 
It was so funny. And then we just, it was like a two hour drive home. Went pretty well. Then it was just a nice night. So that was, that was our weekend. We had a camping in December weekend. It was a lot of fun, I think. Um, We didn't get a ticket. One time a boat started pulling up (laughs) and I almost like crapped my pants. I was like, that is a thousand percent the ranger because they're not going to come on land because we're so far away from anything they can't bring their like little ford right up to our camp spot so they're not going to come get us but they could definitely come on the water and so a boat starts showing up and i'm thinking like i don't even have i think my fishing license is expired i'm like i'm screwed i'm gonna get at least a hundred dollars worth of tickets so i just like threw my fishing pole away and just kind of went and like backed up a little bit and it was just someone's boat they were just driving their boat rando yeah and i was i was thinking like the percentage chance of a ranger moving through that area almost be zero yeah that river is so big it has so many outlets yeah just like that and i was like i i i don't see especially that time of year i don't i don't think my thought process was that you had to pass us to get to the fishing area and there's probably a lot of nonsense going on at the fishing area so it feel to me it felt like a hot spot where a ranger would just go check out the fishing area and make sure like no crazy crap was going on but it wasn't the case yeah did you see that fishing area by the way the little tiny dock no i didn't even look at it it it's like a nothing really interesting it's not really a fishing area well it went well no rangers came. I was slightly anxious about it the entire time that some ranger was going to come and give us a ticket because it happened before. So I was a little bit like uh, nervous about that, but uh, <laughs> it didn't happen. No, which is good. We'll wait for the next one. We'll hopefully, I'll get the waypoints down this time. I got to up my navigation skills. They're, they're lacking. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird because you feel like there's so many good spots when you're looking on the map, and then when you get there, they're all like 30 minutes away from each other. So you can't just like bump, 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 bump to all the spots. You yeah, have to like, yeah. you know, the sun starts setting, and you're only on your second spot, and you're like, this will have to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, that's, that is the problem with, with camping way away from home. It's like, you just don't know. It was like the, the motorcycle trip, it's like... We don't know where to go. Yeah. We just go until we find. And luckily, we found a cool place then. But, you know, obviously, that doesn't happen every time. Yeah. We've now seen, yeah. like, we could have we could have done that same exact spot on the Cape Fear, like, yeah. 35 minutes from us. Uh-huh. But I thought it was still fun. Yeah, it was fun. I think, yeah, definitely finding a good spot for next time will be important, but... To kind of... Oh, I have a question for you. This is going to pivot. We're going to pivot right now. Look at that. Look at them old rifles over there. That's the sound of a pivot. Um, How do you feel about New Year's resolutions as they're coming up soon? Mm. Mm. I don't I don't really have an opinion on New Year's resolutions, but I usually try to give myself something to do. Yeah. Like, uh, but I don't know. I, I Whenever I have... A, something i want to do i usually just do it i don't wait for new year's i know it's it's a weird cultural phenomenon to me new the new year's resolution Mm -hmm. and you can you can see it 
actually happening. Like, if you go to a gym, if oh you go to a gym, God, it's so freaking annoying. It's packed January, January yeah. through February. I'm like, oh my freaking god! And then after February, it's like February fifteenth, and and it's quiet. It's back to normal. It's crickets. It's so funny. It's and crickets. Yeah, when I was going to NC State's gym. I mean, I st- we were we like really started grinding probably in like yeah fall, and then January came around and whoever uh, Ben I was going with Ben was like, it's going to get packed, and I'm like why? He's like, January, January. everybody's New Year's resolution. I was like, okay, maybe it'll get a little busy. It was like slam packed. I couldn't believe it. It was so like markable, like you could see it. Yeah, I just I just know that it won't be like that for long because people are weak minded. <laughs> yeah, because people come up with these plans that are that are like huge. They come up with like a goal that is like not super attainable with their lifestyle. So even like they decide they're going to go to the gym six times a week, and they do for a month. All right. And then they're like, I, I, have, I don't have any time. Like, this feels great, but I don't have any time and whatever. They're probably not sleeping as much and they're not eating. So they're just like, they quit so quick. I feel like you shouldn't come up with a New Year's resolution that's like a goal of what you got to do. But it's like, it should be something you want to attain. And then you just do whatever... Yeah, yeah, you know, like you start uh, to try and like, figure out different ways to do it. Like setting uh, instead of yeah, instead of saying I'm going to do this thing, it's like I want to strive for this goal. So so say like oh, I want a six-pack. That's a reasonable goal because Yeah, that's a goal. There's different ways to come about it. You can switch up how you do it. If you set your goal as an action, like if you say I'm going to go to the gym 5 times a week, then it's just an action you're doing and you don't really have, you actually still aren't working towards any goal and it's, it's like a resolution, but it's not a goal. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't also, I, again, I don't believe in like waiting until a certain date to start something. It's like, if you know, you want to like people in freaking, uh, November are like, I can't wait for my new year's resolution. It's like, yeah. why don't you just get a head start on it? Yeah. Why don't you just go now instead of waiting for the new year? Yeah, what I I don't understand that. It seems to me it's a way to separate agency. Like you, it's not you having the agency to accomplish a goal. It's this externalized agency of you know culture telling telling you what to do. Oh, you need to come up with something, and it's probably not going to be some novel idea. It's going to be you know, something that everyone comes up with, like uh, going yeah. to the gym is like the I most common one probably. It's it's good for lazy people. Yeah. I guess. But not I I mean it it just doesn't make sense for people like us. No. But I I mean I guess it's like if I say I, I don't want to drink alcohol, my New Year's resolution. So I don't want to drink alcohol. But like, what? How long do I not want to drink alcohol for? Yeah, yeah. Forever? There's no like. And, and why don't I just start that t- uh, today? Yeah, why don't you just stop? It's very interesting. 
I'm going to do, I'm excited for the, um, I have like a tradition I'll say, which, which is not my idea at all it is really, I'll admit I was stealing <laughs> it from Joe Rogan's deal with the, um, sober October thing he does, mm-hmm. but I do it usually, I think I usually do it February. That was at least last year. Last year I cut out everything that is like anything. So I wasn't, um, I got sick once during February and I took NyQuil a couple nights. That's all I took. Like I didn't even drink coffee. So I quit everything, which was kind of a cool like reset. I feel I want to always do that once a year, a month. I don't think I'm going to do coffee this time just because it's not even really worth I've proven to myself multiple times that I can quit it and it's just a pain. It's a headache for a couple weeks and it's like you're a little groggy for a week and that's like <laughs> a little groggy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you quit it for I, a week. I quit, I quit for a week to, to do a little reset and I was, I was sleeping like 16 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was up for eight hours. <laughs> My main thing is the alcohol because I love alcohol. But I need to prove to myself one at least at least once a year that that it's not like a something I couldn't live without. And it's and I always both times that I've done it, I've come back to it like not wanting to drink because I was like, I don't know, I feel great. Like I'm sleeping good. I'm waking up really nice. Everything's great. And then I have a drink one night. And it's just back. It's just back to, you know, drinking and hanging out, which it's not like a, it doesn't change my behavior necessarily. Like I'm not like fiending for a drink all the time, but I definitely love it a lot. So yeah, it's something I've always, I always like pay attention to. Yeah, there's there's nothing good about alcohol. There really, <laughs> you can't say anything good about alcohol. There's no good way to argue for it. No. There's no good way to argue for it. And when you listen to the science about why it's bad, it's scary bad. It yeah, it's it makes you never want to touch it. Yeah. Brick. <laughs> I had to take a swiggington of my beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no seltzers in there, so I had to have this seltzer. What? No seltzer water. Oh, oh, oh. Because yeah, yeah. I honestly, I pretty much only drink beer because of the carbonation when we don't have seltzer water. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, you... I'm addicted to the carbonation and not oh alcohol. <laughs> I was telling somebody about that recently. I don't think about the beer like during the week. If I want that fix, a seltzer water. Which I'm talking about, like the flavored seltzer, like the Food Lion or the Bubbly or any of that stuff. Like, it's a it's a flavored seltzer drink, so there's no sugar in it, but it's got a little hint of flavor, and it's just carbonated water. Will completely satiate that craving. But mm-hmm. I'll drink a bunch of them, though. I'll drink a bunch of Bubblies <laughs> in a night, like as if I'm just drinking beers. <laughs> yeah, which is not good, but it's not good, but it's. Not it's only not good because you have to pay way more than you have to pay for regular water. 
but it's not bad for you. I mean, no, 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 it's not bad for you. Hey, it's actually cheaper than beer, though. Yeah, by a lot. Yeah, like three three dollars and fifty cents for eight cans. Yeah, it's it's way cheaper than beer. It's way cheaper. I like it more. It doesn't fill you up. It's a because I then I do still want to try. Maybe next week we'll do the um, we were talking about doing the not an alcoholic beers on the podcast, mm-hmm. which I want to tr- I want to go through a couple of them and like try different flavors. I was looking at them today. There's like the Oduls, there's the Heineken, there's the um, Corona, there's a Budweiser. I had the Athletic Brewing Company version. Yeah, it was in the fridge for a minute, and it was an IPA, and it tasted just. Where like did you an get that? IPA? Um, I got it at Total Wine, but they have it uh at like Lowe's and crap like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. But it it <laughs> tastes exactly the same. And yeah. your brain when when I when I had the IPA, my brain tricked me into thinking I was drinking alcohol. And so you feel a little buzz. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's like you get the associated effects from mm-hmm. drinking. Mm-hmm. Where you, you feel like yeah, the flavor and just like picking mm-hmm. it up and sipping it. it. It's it totally like I think I had two of them one day and I felt like I was buzzed. Totally yeah. not. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think I'll probably do it. I like to do it around the skiing trip and I think we are probably going to do a skiing trip this year. Yeah, hopefully. that's what I hear. So I like to do it like right after the skiing trip. Just start a month. I feel like that's a good time to do it because there's it's cold out. You can get actually working on stuff. Actually working on stuff? Yeah, I feel like in the winter you have to work harder on stuff. So in the winter I'm usually working more on like building projects or mm-hmm. uh or um trying to like build things in the winter. Like yeah, like yeah, right yeah. now I'm working on starting this business and I'm working on my YouTube channel and I really feel like there's less like leisure time in the winter because it's not even warm out, so it's kind of just nose to the grindstone during the winter. That's what I enjoy the most about winter is just like getting projects done and building stuff and creating new ideas because that's all you can really do. See, this is my like this is my time for hibernation. Really? I I don't I don't I get lazy during the winter and then spring, summer, fall. I mean, I guess it's still fall, but I go hard during those months, but then the winter comes around. I just I feel the need to hibernate and think. I feel like in the summer you're like going out on the boat, you're hanging out, you're you know riding motorcycles. I'm I mean I'm I'm constantly wrenching on something, but I'm spending a lot more time wrenching on motorcycles during the s- spring and summer because I have a bunch of old ones and they always have problems. So I'm constantly working on them because I'm constantly riding them, and then they kind of just. I've got two of them that need work, one of them that needs tires, none of them that I would just right now hop on and ride without at least, like, one of them I might, but I need to check the oil. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, right yeah. now, they're they're all, like, kind of down for the winter. Yeah, yeah. And then, as soon as the weather starts to warm up, I'm going to get so inspired. I'm going to, for sure, in the next, like, couple months, get one of them, like, really ready to go as soon as the weather gets nice. But at least yeah. one of them's for sale as soon as the weather gets nice too. So it's going away. Yeah, I always think I'm gonna ride in the winter, but then it's just so cold. It's like thirty degrees colder when you're moving, especially when you're going over like thirty, like thirty-five miles per hour might be all right, 
as soon as you pass like 40 miles an hour, it's freezing. No matter mm-hmm. what you're wearing. I know it's 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 incredible. Even just riding from here back to our house. Yeah. I'm like absolutely frigid. Yeah. Like I just warmed up right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. It's it's really cold when you're moving. I don't know what to do about it. I feel like one of those and you see those people on those giant motorcycles with all the wind shielding and everything like Yeah, the wind is the real problem. Yeah. And I feel like those dudes, they got the heated gloves. They've got all the heated stuff. And it like there's wind protection on your legs and your hands and your body. They're they're not getting much wind anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Once once I have uh, the the money to afford a hog like that. Yeah. Sure. It'll go year round at that point. Year round, which would be ideal. I yeah. year round would be ideal, but can't do it right now. It's too cold. Mm-hmm. Too much of a baby. <laughs> Ugh. Yep, but it's all kind of coming together. I I just get excited about the at the winter time. Like I I want to start projects and like I started my YouTube channel over a year ago. I think it was in like around October, or maybe September, mm. and uh, of last year. And now like I finally feel like I can start making videos that are gonna be good. Like I got this uh, video out right now that's starting to started to finally gain a little bit of views which is exciting (laughs) i'm so glued to it every time i post a video i'm glued to the metrics which is probably not a good thing i hear a lot of the like big youtubers talk about when they were small um being obsessed and now they like they just know it's good and they release it and it's like more like a job and they're not like obsessing over it but it's that phase you know where you gotta you got to yeah. figure out what works and what doesn't. And you yeah, have to especially think about when, it. You, when you're doing all the work, all the work for yourself. Like mm-hmm. I, I, when you get bigger, you get an editor and you get a camera guy. Yeah, and you've got like a really good editor, a really good camera guy. And then you just have to think about the ideas and do the projects or do whatever, you know, the YouTuber is doing. And it becomes more like focusing on the part you actually really like and making even better stuff. But it, But there's that gap you have to fill of just you doing literally everything the hardest part is trying to film yourself while you're working on a project like when you're when i get into like that flow state working on something like my lawnmower for example that uh i have you know it goes really fast and stuff but uh (laughs) when i get in that flow state i don't want to be messing with a camera at all i want to be working and it distract it's distracting to have to every time like set up a new shot recorded on a tripod and like sometimes you're just recording you doing a little part of it and then you stop the recording and then you can really get to work a little bit again but i watch these guys on on youtube where they're like really working the whole time and they just have a guy just filming that day yeah so good yeah that's the way to do it you could hire an illegal for like six dollars an hour that's true i might do that yeah (laughs) he's like recording himself he doesn't know which way the camera goes (laughs) what is this holmes that would be so funny he would help. He would build it. He'll build it for you. Yeah, he'd build yeah. the the mower. Yeah. Oh, this is so he simple. Said, don't do, don't do that. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> In my country, we have one lawnmower. He goes so fast. <laughs> <laughs> it cost me. I built. I I feel like the Mexicans don't really uh, they don't really trick stuff out. They just make it work. Well, they make it work really well and consistently. 
Yeah. yeah. With and their methods are sometimes funny. Like they don't like an American, like a fourth generation American, when he needs to fix his lawnmower, he looks at what's wrong with it. If he like knows what he's doing. He looks at what's wrong with it, looks at all the parts he needs, goes to Husqvarna or whoever makes his mower, orders brand new parts for everything, puts them all on, the lawnmower is back to like completely normal. Or then you get like this first generation Mexican, second generation Mexican like uh immigrant and they're like cobbling something together for nothing and it works flawlessly and it, so they are doing all the like modifications but it's just to keep it running yeah they're little crafters. and it runs great they're little crafters i don't get it that's they're, the thing they're so good at it you watch like a you watch like a first generation mexican because we have like a lot of immigrants in North Carolina, Mexican immigrants. Yeah. And um, they will be driving this like old car with 400,000 miles on it. And every day they show up in it. And <laughs> yeah. like you, you try, yeah. try to get, yeah, like a, a really like Americanized citizen to do that. They won't even put up with it. They'll be like, I need a better car. Yeah. I need a new car. I need a new car. I think I'm going to trade this in. Yeah. And these guys are like, it's a Camry that, you know, they found at a junkyard. They're like, all it needs is a new motor and yeah. frame and body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a very yeah. good deal. And then they, it is. They they paid $300 total, and they're driving this car, and they're making money out of this car. It's like the way to do it, really. And they know everybody who works on the cars, and they get good deals, and they trade them for other stuff they can do. It's I know. like It's this beautiful symbiosis. Yeah, they just need to get their papers. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't anymore. It's not even required. Nope. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. So funny. It's all so funny to me. Uh, the world will change one year, one year from now. Lord have mercy on our souls. I just decided that I'm going to write a book. Yeah, 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 that's what you're telling me. I was telling you. I decided I'm going to write a book, but I don't have anything to write about, and I'm not going to write a book right now, because I don't think I could write a book right now, for a multitude of reasons. First of all, because, like, and the main reason is because I don't have anything meaningful to write. Okay. Um, But I want to write a book because the point that I get to where it like makes sense to write a book means that I've done some meaningful stuff yeah, or yeah. some like cool stuff. So I, I want to get to the point where it's like makes sense for me to write a book. You've done your due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. You know a lot about one thing, then you can write a book. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have a meaningful experience that lasts like a decade. Yeah. Like you build something over a decade or you do something over a decade, at least a decade. And then you really start to have that like insight that you can actually pass down to people. Or you could have someone write a book about you. That's true. If you become good enough. Mm-hmm. I've heard of people doing that too. Like people who they're getting like approached with these book deals and they're like, I can't write a book. And then someone just writes a book for them and they, they go over it with them. And the person's like a ghostwriter. Yeah. 
Yeah, they'll do that. I wouldn't mind that. I don't have to actually write the book. I don't think I'm the best writer anyway. And it's not necessarily... It's a goal of mine to become a better writer, um, which I don't even know how to start working on. But I do want to eventually start working on that. But it's not a goal of mine to get like so good I can write novels and books and stuff. I just think it'd be cool to have a book that just says Tyler Chase. And it's like, I wrote some book about something. I just want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think it would be cool to write like novels and stuff. Yeah, I'm more thinking, yeah, like a nonfiction, like about my life or about an experience. I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Where the red fern grows. Yeah. But that just means I have to start setting my life up like I want to be able to write books about it. So I have to set up a high output, high value life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on that now. Good. Yeah, you book can't be lame. Life. You can't be lame. Live a book worthy life. Wow, that's profound. Yeah. <laughs> They have a life that they could write books about. Dude, I'm so itchy everywhere for no reason. Yeah, you're stinky and itchy tonight. I think the food line got me somewhere. Off your game. Yeah, you went grocery shopping today. How did that go? It went fine. I noticed everyone's just an NPC. So I had this video I was watching in the, like, I put it on, it was like a, almost a podcast. And I was driving around listening to it. Yeah. And I walked in the food line and I had to look at my, like, list of what to get. And the video like popped up and it was like full volume and I just put it in the cart and just watched it while I was <laughs> ever, everyone was looking at me and I was like That's kinda cool. I was like, I really don't care. I like that actually. <laughs> and it was like a twenty minute video. It went all the way until I got to the cash register. <laughs> I did not care <laughs> at all. That is so funny. And then I got itchy, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you've been go I think you might just be sick. Maybe that's what's happening. You're sick, and that's why you got sick off the bourbon and stuff. But you I need, I need sleep. Swear to God, it's sleep. I didn't even sleep that good last night. I thought I was gonna really? just, like conk out. No, the freaking rain was taking our house out. I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Woke up at three, had to go pee for no reason. Never do that. So that's BS. I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah, I got zonked last night, and I love the weekends where I wake up early for some reason on the weekend. Because then Monday doesn't feel early. Mm-hmm. Like this, like today, I woke up 625, normal time. Felt normal. I did get a little tired after a couple of, like <gasps> minutes of being up, but it felt good. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, I got to go to bed. This is ridiculous. Well, if you have any closing remarks, oh. if you have any closing remarks, let me know. Otherwise, I'm thinking of my closing remark. I want to come up with something good. What can I get mm. My closing remarks, uh, don't wait for a New Year's resolution to start doing it now. Yeah. Yeah, my closing remark is go learn something new. Well, wow, that's also very profound. Yeah, I like that. It's so simple. It's so easy to say, but go do it. G L S N. G L S N. Go learn something new. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Tune back in next week, and we'll see you later.